The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. A good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. A hired man who is not a shepherd and whose sheep are not his own sees a wolf coming and leaves the sheep and runs away and the wolf catches and scatters them. This is because he works for pay and has no concern for the sheep. I am the good shepherd, and I know mine, and mine know me. Just as the Father knows me, and I know the Father, and I will lay down my life for the sheep. I have other sheep that do not belong to this fold. These also I must lead, and they will hear my voice. And there will be one flock, one shepherd. This is why the Father loves me, because I lay down my life in order to take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down on my own. I have power to lay it down and power to take it up again. This command I have received from my Father. The Gospel of the Lord. Brothers and sisters, today our Lord says, I am the good shepherd, and then he explains what that means. And it's an interesting contrast that he uses. He uses this contrast with a hired man. He says, a hired man who is not a shepherd and whose sheep are not his own sees a wolf coming and, and he leaves the sheep and runs away because he works for pay and has no concern for the sheep. In other words, our Lord's saying, I do what I do because I love you, not because I have to. I do what I do because I love you, not because I have to. And we might kind of sit here and go, well, that's obvious, sure. But if we really examine our own hearts and if we examine our lives, if we examine our culture and kind of the cultural sensibilities that we live amidst today, 
That's a message that needs to be conveyed over and over and over and over again. That I'm doing what I'm doing because I love you, not because I have to, not because it's my job. Right? Not because it's my job. And our Lord may be contrasting himself with like the Pharisees who kind of made a career out of being religious people. He constantly criticizes them for holding up burdens that are too heavy for people to bear, for communicating standards without communicating love, without walking somebody into a life of conversion. And we do live in a world where this kind of utilitarianism has taken over our cultural mindset and we tend to look at a lot of things like they're just a job. Or we experience people as just kind of doing a job. I was at a conference in a couple of years ago, and one of the presenters was talking about young people today and how young people tend to think that, you know, those who give them care are only doing it because it's their job. They're kind of doing it because they have to. And I might have been critical of that or thought, oh, no, that can't really be the case. And then one day I was meeting with somebody in my office, and I said, like, you know I care about you, right? And this person said, Father, it's your job. You have to care about, like, it doesn't matter that you care about me because it's your job. And we can even start to think that way about Jesus. You know, you know Jesus loves you, right? Well, Jesus loves everybody. It's his job. He's God. That's what he's supposed to do. It doesn't really mean he loves me in a unique, exclusive, and unrepeatable way. He just kind of has to. Which comes out of this lie, and the lie is that I don't really matter. That it doesn't matter that I exist. That's the lie. And so what our Lord is saying to the people is that I love you because I love you. And I'm going to lay my life down for you. I know you. I know my sheep, and my sheep know me. And in conveying what that means, he says, just as the Father knows me, and I know the Father. So our Lord reveals to us what it means to be loved and to love. In John's Gospel especially, he's always tying these things together, that whatever relationship Jesus has with the Father that the Father loves him, that he entrusts himself to the Father, that the Father knows him and he knows the Father, that the Father loves him and he loves the Father. That's how we are to be with Jesus and to be known by him and to know him. And he wants us to know that he 
truly knows each and every one of us. And he's laid down his life for each and every one of us, not because he has to, but because he's chosen to. He's affirming the fact that it's good that you exist. In the second reading from the letter of St. John, St. John does really the same thing. When he says, see what love the Father has bestowed on us that we may be called children of God. Not that we may be called even servants or hired workers, but children, being a child of God means that we know that our origin comes from him, that he's chosen us, that he cherishes us, that he truly sees who we are. His desire is to love us and for us to know that we belong to him. Because he is the one that heals. Because he is the one that heals. And so the other area we might examine about our lives is do we live our life like a good shepherd? Because this call to model our lives after our Lord, it doesn't just apply to those of us who are priests. It applies to us, and maybe it applies to us more because of the commitment that we've made in our lives. But I have priest friends who have gone on retreats and come back from these retreats, and they said, you know, before I went on this retreat, before I kind of went to the renewal of my priesthood, I kind of thought of my priesthood as a job. And then they found something because they came and they encountered the shepherd. But it it applies also to the domestic church. It applies also to the domestic church. Like mothers and fathers, do you love your children because... You choose to. Well, of course we do. Do they experience it that way? Like, do our young people know that it's good that they exist, that you love them because you choose to, not because you have to? Because we can all carry kind of wounds that resonate with that. I remember when I was a kid, my dad, he had this line that he would use all the time, which was, Uh, I put a roof over your head and you have food on the table and you have clothes to wear and that's my job. Some of you are smiling at me right now. And I remember sort of experiencing that as, oh my gosh, like, is that it? You know, later on in my father's life, probably the last line he ever said to me was, I never really knew how to love. But Jesus is teaching me now, and I'm learning really fast. 
that somewhere along the way the Good Shepherd entered into his life in order to reveal to him that he was chosen, that he was loved, that he belonged to him. And in those last days, he was able to love in a way that he never had before. I was able to experience his love in a way that I hadn't experienced before. And that's the kind of conversion that we're all called to in our lives. This conversion of our hearts where we encounter the Good Shepherd who goes out of his way to reveal his love for us. Our hearts are transformed so that we can go and be that for others. The Father loves Jesus, and Jesus responds to his love. Jesus loves us, we respond to his love, and then we're called to go and love others. with that same love that we've received from the Lord. Because we have a genuine concern. Because other people matter to us. Because it's good that each and every person exists and has been created and destined, created by our Lord and destined for life with him, that we're all destined to be his beloved sons and daughters. And so as we reflect on this Good Shepherd Sunday, let us ask for the grace to truly know our Lord who has laid down his life for us, to know what it is to be chosen by him, to be loved in a unique, exclusive, and unrepeatable way. And for that second grace to love others as we've been loved by him. to reveal his love, to communicate his love, especially to those in our own families, you know, in our parish communities, those people that we work with, those people that our Lord puts into our path in order to let us be an instrument of his grace, love, and mercy in their lives.